Welcome to Living Off the Land, the All Things Cleveland podcast, with your hosts, Ryan, Jordan, and Dan. Follow us on social media at the LOTL podcast. up everybody welcome into another edition of the lotl browns postgame show victory edition uh week three against the chicago bears 26 to 6 is your final score browns moved to two and one on the season i'm here as always with uh twitterless steve and ryan how we doing boys feeling good these are always so much more fun after a win <laughs> happy to be here Yay. <laughs> we are sack happy today Hey-o. I mean, you got the miles. You got the Miles Garrett shirt on right now. I, I do. I mean, that's, I my, this is ooh, this is man. It's it's a combination of me wearing the shirt and my motivation of Miles last week. Yeah, you're welcome, Browns fans. That uh, that propelled him to a career day today. It's all me. It's all me. Um, no, I'm just kidding. But anyway, uh, <laughs> we do know now that uh, Miles Garrett does in fact listen to the show because he wouldn't have had that day with with uh, if not listening to it and listening to me and getting all motivated by it. So. Uh, kudos to me. <laughs> it's gonna be May. Credit to me, by the way, yeah, for that. So, uh, no, Miles Garrett today, four and a half sacks. Uh, Jadevian Clowney had two sacks. Browns overall as a team had nine sacks today. <laughs> it seemed like we nine. Got a, yeah, it seems like we got a sack on every play, and yet we we were barely halfway to the NFL record for sacks in a game. Yeah, which is fourteen. Fourteen. Dean. I was yeah. thinking about that, like watching the the sack totals climb, thinking like, oh my god, we got to be approaching a record, right? And Doug, this is still a, a yeah. tremendous day, but the idea that we were still five away from tying the record is hilarious. That's most in, most in the NFL since 2015, uh, the nine sacks. Uh, like we said, Miles Garrett had four and a half. He he missed on his five and a half sacks. Uh, Clowney uh, cleaned it up and got his second uh, late. Very late in the game after it was already decided. But uh, incredible day, uh, especially by the defensive line. And, yeah, I I mean, that that's the story of the day for me is, is the play of the defensive line. Offensively, I didn't think we were great, uh, but we were good enough. Um, we'll get into it. I thought Kevin Stefanski had one of his worst uh, coaching games today as far as in-game decision-making. Um Decision to go for it on the fourth and one after they'd already failed the fourth and five was right. definitely questionable. right. And so, some of the some of the play calling, like passing on third down when you knew you were going to go for it on fourth down uh, earlier in the game, it it was just weird. Now again, this is after a twenty six to six win, so we're not going to spend a lot of time on that, but it was noticeable, and uh, you know we're going to talk about it when we see it. So um, those were kind of my big takeaways. I thought Baker was okay today. I thought he missed some throws. Um, you know, we're the biggest Baker supporters on, on the block, but we're going to call it like we see it. And he missed some throws today. Um, I wonder if the shoulder was bothering him a little bit. Uh, it is his non-throwing shoulder, but still, I mean, if you're not completely comfortable, it's going to affect your play. So, um, Baker was good. He wasn't great. Uh, I thought uh, the offensive line wasn't very good today, uh, which 
propelled Nick Chubb not to not have a great game. He picked it up in the fourth quarter like he always does, but um, he didn't. Kareem Hunt, on the other hand, exploded today. He was awesome. Um, it was great to see OBJ back out there. He was he was involved in a lot of the game. Had five catches for 77 yards, I believe. Um, so, overall, 26-6. You're never going to be upset with that. Um, Browns covered by 13 points as the, the line was uh, Browns minus seven. So uh, it was a great day. Um, we're two and one. We're on to the Vikings, but uh, let's let's talk about it. So what, what did you guys think? The Bears' offense was completely and utterly inept. Their line could not block at all. Justin Fields was running for his life pretty much the entire afternoon. Uh, can't help but feel for that guy, honestly. I mean, just the, the amazing job by the Browns' D-line. They completely manhandled the Bears O-line the entire afternoon. Uh, and really, that is the, the beginning and the ending of the story. I mean, there were there were other um, guys, again, who contributed on the Browns today. Uh, but, I mean, it, it just begins and ends with that. I mean, it, and I actually, it was sort of, especially the first half, it was the other way around on the offensive side. The Browns' offensive line was struggling. Uh, you know, Quinn had two sacks. Uh, Baker was having to, you know, I could tell there on some plays. In fact, the Bears DBs had a pretty good game too because there were plays in the first half where Baker was looking to throw deep, couldn't, and then had to go through his second and third progression. So the Bears did not make it easy on the Browns in the first half. Um, but as I had alluded to during the game, this was eventually going to become a battle of fitness for the Bears defense. They were just spending so much time on the field, and I think they eventually finally wore down toward the end of the first half when the Browns finally did get the ball in the end zone. And then it was just more of the same in the second half. And, I mean, these guys are super fit. They're they're training all the time and everything. But you're lugging around all that weight, especially on the D-line or even in the linebackers, and you have to be on the field for 38, 39, 40 minutes plus in time of possession. That's never a good thing. I mean, this this current Bears team, is it's kind of like looking at teams of Brown's past where they've got a decent to above average defense but the problem is the offense is so inept that they live on the field and then they eventually just like you said can't maintain um, I think the the defensive each defensive line I think the best units of the day were both defensive lines um, you're right there were definitely some good moments for the the Bears coverage uh, you know at, at, at the next level safeties and DBs did a really nice job I mean, that Bears defense is no joke I mean they've they've got guys at all levels and even when like yeah. Khalil Mack got got hurt and came out and and um, Hicks I think was kind of banged up he wasn't quite the, his his usual self but they still those guys still had a day themselves and then other guys stepped up um, I, I think the the defense went bananas. We knew that. Um, their offensive line, uh, not strong. Rookie quarterback. I, I know that he's mobile, and I think that he's got you know plenty of potential. But um, you know, we we had our way with them on defense, which was really, really, really cool to see. And I think our offense was not awesome, but they did just enough. And against a good defense like theirs, I'll take it. Like early on, I was kind of lamenting, like, "What yeah. the hell is going on?" And then I kind of had to check myself and realize, like, "No, this this defense is not bad. Like yeah. they're 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 not scrubs over there." Um, you know they 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 destroyed our O line. Yeah, well, Jed Wills, that ankle's still clearly not right. Yeah, uh, he's. I would rather us just for. I don't even want him to suit up for Minnesota. Just get mm-hmm. healthy. Just take yeah. the week. Right. Take the following. Let's just you keep putting him out there. He's not going to get healthy. It's the rest not. Of the year. It's not going to get. Yeah. I mean, 
offensive linemen have issues in the best of situations with, again, hundreds and thousands of pounds rolling around on one another for an entire game. It's That angle's not going to get better if we keep doing this. So just call it what it is, sit them down, get healthy. Um, yeah, Chubb didn't have uh, his usual style of game. You know, I, I put a lot of that on the offensive line and the amount of pressure that the D-line got. But at the same time, Kareem Hunt found success of his own. So how spectacular is it that we have such a – badass two-headed monster where when our all-pro running back doesn't have his usual amazing game the other all-pro level running back that we have could go yeah. bananas I mean Kareem yeah. Hunt was easily the best offensive player uh I, I think on either side of the ball today I mean he had one hell of a game um and you mentioned to it too so looking at coaching well oh, real quick before the coaching I was about to have an aneurysm with the special teams. I don't know if we, we had maybe two or three returns the entire day where yeah. we didn't have some kind of block in the back, illegal. Yeah. Like Special teams penalties were bananas. That drove me kind of nuts. And then the coaching thing. That was yeah. a big factor in the first half of the yes, game. Yes, why much. the Browns were not finishing drives because they, they were killing themselves with field position on those. Yeah. You know, we caught plays. all of our punt snaps, though. We did do that. And we made all no of our fumbles. field goals. McMuffin was perfect. McMuffin had a day, man. And I tell you what, he was huge early on to yeah, from 57, 57 yards. To, that was the third longest Browns field goal ever. It's a yeah. big-time kick. Yeah, because at that point in the game, we're down three. There were, were some questionable play calls and, and situational football that was happening that I, I don't know if I necessarily love either. Um, so the fact that we he was able to bring us level – Early in the game, I mean, who knows? I, I still think that the way that their offensive line was going to play and the way our defensive line was going to play, we were still going to win the game. Yeah. But sometimes all it takes is a snowball rolling downhill. Uh, you know, things can go sideways on you. So that was a hell of a hell of a game for uh, <laughs> McMuffin over there. McMuffin, I, the McMuffin can, Mafia. And I can only think that Stefanski just didn't really respect the Bears' offense I guess. when he made that call because if you miss a field goal from there, that gives the ball to the Bears on – almost at midfield mm -hmm. yeah. so that was an aggressive call by Stefanski he was calling a lot of aggressive plays it was weird it was well so that whole sequence was kind of bizarre actually yeah and I agree with I, I agree with being aggressive I thought he was a little bit reckless today that yeah literally you took the words out of my mouth that was yeah. there's a difference between uh, aggressive and assertive yeah. does not have to be reckless yeah like earlier in the game they went for it on fourth down when they were closer to the the end zone and then they decide to kick a field goal. Now, again, uh, McLaughlin bailed Stefanski out by making the 57-yarder, which at the end of the day, we're not really going to look back. And I mean, we are right now, but in the grand scheme of things, we're not really going to go back and nitpick. But, um, yeah, I just thought it was a little bit weird, especially in the first half. And then, obviously, you're not going to nitpick stuff uh, when the game's in hand. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I thought the play calling was a little bit weird. I don't know. I don't know. Just situationally, I thought it was a little bit weird, especially early. Um, I, when they went for it early in the game, down down three nothing, I would have kicked the field goal just because we weren't playing the Chiefs. So when you play the Chiefs, you know you can't trade, you can't just get field goals because you're going to lose the game. Um, we were playing the Bears' offense, who uh, didn't get in the end zone all day, so. To me, just take the points. But that's not his M.O. He doesn't care who the opponent is. He's going to be aggressive to a fault. And most of the time it works out for him. So I guess I'm nitpicking a little bit, but that was just my observation. It was a little curious, and I'm not, I, I, don't, I don't disagree. I bet you plenty of people um, 
have at least questions about it and, and, yeah. and possibly more. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, a win is a win, and, and it's easier to forgive some of the question marks after a win. I don't know if we, if we lose a tight game or if we squeak one out by one, two, three, four points. Uh, maybe it's that we're having a different conversation, but you know, win is a win and marks down. Speaking of coaching, uh, a better day um, on the defensive side of the ball. I think that the ineptitude of the Bears is going to still, uh, it's not going to save Joe Woods from the ire of fans. Oh, yeah. I don't think he- that it's fair to say that the scheme is the reason why we went bananas today. I think it's because that their offensive line was Swiss cheese, and that's an insult to Swiss cheese. <laughs> um, and then Justin Fields is a rookie quarterback. By the way, I hung on to the Browns' D, and I, after getting uh, uh, poisoned in fantasy by that last week, I, it was a good week. They gave me 18 points. Yeah. Um, barely gave up anything in a bajillion sacks. Is always I a couldn't good week. believe that we got nine sacks, and none of them were like strip sack fumbles. I yeah, None of I, them. And that's why I was double pissed about that interception getting overturned. Oh, God. Was, what I, a horrible call. I know that it was a push-off. That's was a, it, though? He put his hands on him. I don't think he actually pushed him. It was enough to create separation. Ugh, I don't know. Now, the receiver... I think the ball being overthrown was enough to cause a separation. I agree, and, and I, I think that his moment, Joe Johnson's um, momentum, his, or John Johnson, excuse me, I'm thinking Joe Woods. Um, Johnson's momentum, I think, is... I mean, he was already carrying back that way anyways. I don't think that he did a whole lot to shove the receiver away from him, but... Yeah. I also what, don't think that that pass was going to Allen Robinson, the guy that that John Johnson supposedly pushed off on. Yeah. It was going to the receiver. It was underthrown to the receiver behind, behind him. Yeah. Which, I, which which also made me be like, what like that's such a that's such a dumb call. It was pretty soft and then also from a fantasy fantasy perspective I was kind of salty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, you know, well cuz at that point it was 13 to 3 and you think they get that penalty, they're down inside the red zone. Like if they were able to convert that for a touchdown, like the game's on at that point. Yeah. Um, I, I, Steve and I were talking when we went up 13 to three, I was like, it felt like we were up one score and then went up four scores. Yeah. Cause with this bears offense, it's like, if you get up by more than one score, you feel like the game's over. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was, uh, I, I thought that was really ticky tack that, that PI that really was. Yeah, but. I wasn't a fan of it. I bet you if you asked any other fan base, they'd probably be like, oh, well, he put his hands, yada, yada. And, like, it's one of those that's, like, by the letter of the law, technically. But it was just – it just like, if you watch it in slow-mo, it's like, oh, yeah, obviously he pushed off. But when you watch that thing live, like you said, there was not a ton of actual pushing in motion. Yeah. But slow-mo, it looks that way. Therefore, that's what they're going to call. I actually thought the reverse. I actually thought it looked worse uh, live than it did slow-mo. Oh, really? Yeah. I agree, actually, because, again, when you have two hands on somebody, naturally it's going to look like pushing, even if in the slow-mo it didn't even look that bad. Especially because Allen Robinson was already, like, he was in the air and he was leaning back. So once John Johnson just put his hands on him, it looked like he was shoving him. Yeah. But in slow-mo, you could see that all he really did was put his two hands on him. He didn't push. He didn't pull. He didn't do anything like that. He just put his two hands on him to kind of brace himself to go up for the interception. So I I, just, I don't know I just thought it was a it was a really bad uh, it was a really bad call. Um, th- for me, the most uh, promising part of that game was that uh, touchdown drive that Baker led right before the half. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that really kind of put us in the driver's seat. That was another drive where Steve, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, where we had some 
uh, discrepancies with how Stefanski was managing that drive. Um, I mean, Ultimately, the couple, it ended- so the first couple plays of the drive, they ran it and into the two minute warning because they weren't yeah. sure if they were really going to try to score on yeah, that drive or not. That wasn't and my then they issue. They hit the back shoulders, throw the TPJ on third down, which got them yeah, going. That wasn't my issue. My issue was on the third and one when we called timeout and then came out and ran it on third and one, and we didn't have any timeouts at that point. I would have called timeout before the third and one play and then run it with two plays, with Baker calling two plays, and then you go to the first down rather than having to spike it on, on first down after not having any timeouts and wasting a play. That was a little dangerous in that if you have a negative play after not having any timeouts, yeah. then you basically would have just had to kick a field goal. Mm-hmm. Now, ultimately, it didn't cost us anything because we made the we had the touchdown uh, to, ho- to Hoopa. Uh, up the seam, which was a which was a great throw by Baker. Great uh, throw for the and touchdown. Catch. Yeah. My my favorite part of that drive was what you just mentioned, though, Steve, was that throw to uh, DPJ. Peoples Jones, yeah, that was. Which uh, I told Steve this. I don't think he was in bounds. I was worried about it. I didn't see a replay, but I, I didn't. Was, see I remember cl- thinking we like, didn't go see fast. a good angle on the replay. I didn't see a close enough replay, but that second foot I thought came down out of bounds and. That uh, was the first play after the two-minute warning. So, so Chicago, Chicago couldn't could challenge, not challenge it, so it had to come from the booth. And the booth chose not to. I, and I'm glad because yeah. I, 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 didn't, I didn't think, oh, that was definitely he, not a catch. Yeah. I thought, go he, fast so they can't challenge right. it. He, <laughs> caught or, the, he caught the ball, clearly got the left foot down, and then the right leg swings around. And I think it comes down like almost like maybe half in, half out. Yeah. I, we, again, we didn't get a great, repl- great look at it on replay, but – they didn't. They didn't. Uh, they didn't buzz down to look at it. So speaking of spectacular catches, OBJ had a couple really nice ones. He had the one that he yeah. successfully toe tapped the back shoulder throw where he got his feet in, pop pop real quick. That was nice. And then it was he was way out of bounds because the, the the ball forced him out of bounds. But he still caught that one. Yeah, uh, down deep, by the goal line. Yeah, deep yeah. by in the in the red zone down there. Yeah, I mean he was out by a substantial amount because that's right. where the ball took him. But he still right. came down with that ball. Like if he if yeah. that was crazy to see. Yeah. So he he looked good, man. He had a day. He did. Um, but apparently there were people tweeting at us uh, when I said – I tweeted from our account during the game. I said that uh, Baker looks a little off, and people were tweeting, oh, that's because OBJ is playing. Shut up. No, it's I mean, not. Wow. I mean, come on. This is – those That, that toe-tap catch that you were just talking about, we don't have a receiver on the roster that can make – like, Peoples-Jones made that catch on the, on the other sidelines, but the way that OBJ had to catch that – and come down and not have his heels hit touch because if his heels come down, he's out of bounds. Yeah. It's like basically doing a ballet dance. Yeah, the ball even got yeah. there. Essentially, you know? um, now, people, people who, if you want to say that, you are not familiar with the phrase that correlation does not equal causation. Yes. If you do, no, stop it. Yeah. It, it's there just, was there was good OBJ involvement, but at no point did I think, "Wow, we're really trying to force the issue." Here. No. Yeah. Not at at all. no point was that happening. There was no, a couple really all. great usages, but he still threw the ball to DPJ. He still threw the ball to the tight ends plenty. We had a healthy amount of run game, even when when we were struggling at times with the run game. Like yeah. we were still we were balanced as ever. It's Baker just, missed Harrison Bryant on a potential touchdown. That pass, one was bad. That was going to be my, my my biggest issue. There was well, a couple overthrows. Well, that's OBJ's fault. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, but you know when Baker was throwing the ball, he was like, "Oh crap, that's not Odell." I yeah. should I should airmail ba- so he doesn't ba- catch Baker it. Baker airmailing a pass to uh, like two years ago's uh, best tight end in football uh, in college football had something to do with OBJ yeah. obviously yeah. got it understood 
Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you knuckleheads at it. Knuckleheads. <laughs> uh yeah. Not the uh from a Bears from a Bears fan's perspective, not the uh not the uh great uh debut of Justin Fields that they were hoping for. I I'm gonna say it right now. If the Bears don't fire Nagy soon, if not this season, at least this offseason, they are going to Sam Darnold the situation up. Adam Matt oh, yeah, Nagy is Adam Gase. Nagy, Nagy, and they're 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 gone. They're lame duck coaches. Yeah, they're absolutely one hundred percent gone. And it's just crazy to me that they're willing to the the organization is willing to do that. And, and you know, Bears fans are are mad that like Nagy keeps saying like, "Oh, Andy Dalton's a starter when he's healthy." Knock on uh, Justin Fields at all, but I would actually be happy if Andy Dalton comes back in once the season's over because you need to get. You need to not poison Justin Fields with Matt Nagy and all. Get to the end of the season with Andy Dalton. Get Matt Nagy the hell out of Soldier Field. Uh-huh. Hire a new coach and let him come in and try and you know maybe you'll get the the, the coaching hire right, uh, a la us with Stefanski, um, and you can then get Justin Fields rolling because the longer that Justin Fields plays with Matt Nagy as his coach, the better the chances that you know we've been talking about Cincinnati. Tim Couching, Joe Burrow, could be the same type situation. I mean, the dude got sacked nine times on his on his uh, NFL debut. It's funny you yeah. just mentioned Joe Burrow because I was just going to bring that up, that the Bears are effectively this year what the Bengals were a year ago, team with a rookie quarterback that they just cannot block at yeah. all on, on the offensive line. Or at least couldn't and today. Really, and I've been critical of the Bears for giving up too early on Mitchell Trubisky, but honestly, even if Trubisky was still there, he wouldn't be able to do anything with that line in front of him. No. I mean, it just doesn't matter who who's back there right Very now. Very few. I mean, Patrick Mahomes would good. be struggling against yeah. a line like that. Uh, he did in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, Andy Dalton is, a, is your typical bridge quarterback. Let him be the guy to take some licks between now and then. He still has, you know, he still gets to be relevant. He's in the league. He's, you know, getting paid. Yada yada yada. And then you bring in a new because the, the the one there's there seems to be like two trains of thought. On the one hand, some people say you want your quarterback getting experience. Get you know, get him in there now and take his licks now. On the flip side, though, I think you risk hurt getting him hurt. I think you risk him developing bad habits. It's kind of like you know, like your baseball or your golf swing. Like it's really hard to unlearn bad habits. Once like once you learn something and it sits like sinks in, it's really hard to undo that. And I would really hate to see them screw the pooch with Fields because he's a very athletic and smart and talented guy. Um, just like Burrow uh, and many other. I mean, again, pick your poison of quarterbacks that we've ruined as well here in Cleveland. Like I would hate to see a talented young kid get screwed up by a, a lame duck regime yeah i mean we were on the verge of uh ruining baker yeah we made the right head coaching i mean the the situations are pretty similar extremely um thankfully we're we're through that desert um and out on the other side yeah um it's a little bit of a weird feeling today though because i i don't know it's just something was off about baker today yeah he didn't look right you mentioned the injury he could just like Throwing arm or not, it doesn't matter. If you're uncomfortable, you're uncomfortable. It, it could just be yeah. that he's in pain. Um, it could just be that he was running for his life because his line was not its usual caliber of awesome. Um, and and all, that's, it, that's the big – that's the thing for him. The, yeah. the, 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 the one knock that I think is truly – because there's so many dumb, like, 
takes regarding Baker. But the one that I think is has the most credibility as a critique of him is when you involve pressure. When he's unpressured, he's spectacular. Sure. But the pressure is where things really start to get sketchy. Sure. So maybe it was just the, the amount of pressure today was enough to get, get him off his game and keep him there. Um, I don't know. But I, I felt not great about some of the decision-making and the way the offense looked today. Thank goodness that the uh, the Bears' offense is inept-er. <laughs> yeah. Far more inept. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. I, you know – we say he didn't have a good game. This is how far Baker's come. We say we say he didn't necessarily have a great game, but he he had over sixty percent completions. He threw yeah. for almost two hundred and eighty yards and didn't turn the ball over. Right, and we're like moaning about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But which hey. is kind of crazy, right? Um, but hey, we're the we're the uh, we're the leaders of the the Baker bandwagon, and so when he doesn't play up to our standards, because we think he's really good. Um, we call got it. we got to we got to call it for what it is. Call but it like you see it. we won the game. Uh, it's a lot easier to learn from a win than it is a loss. Mm. So, uh, yeah, it w- it was uh, that was good. I thought uh, I thought Greg Newsom had a couple really good plays. He had a mm-hmm. he had a nice PBU uh, there where he broke on the ball real nicely. Uh, I hope he's okay after that calf injury. Did he get injured? Yeah, he came out oh, late in the I game. Didn't even with, yeah, that. he came out late in the game with something related to a calf, I believe. I yeah, hopefully. Let me hop on Twitter and see if I can. Uh, I would be remiss if uh, I didn't recognize how well uh, JOK played today. Mm-hmm. First start for I him. I mean, he was a missile, man. Um, he had a sack. He had a nice play on, was it third or fourth down? I can't remember. I think it was third down early in the game uh, where he shot in there and got the uh, got the guy for tackle for a loss. You know who didn't have a bad game? Hmm. Ah, employee fifty one. Well, that's just because we didn't hear his name. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. As far True. as I'm concerned, True. Anytime I never heard Sendejo's name, that was good True. news. That's that that thought process is just straight up transferred to <laughs> Mac Wilson. If I don't hear his this name, True. I'm gonna call that a win. You don't Shout need to out. be great. Yeah, he's you like just a, need to not be the reason we get burned. Yeah, he's like an old lineman. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to yeah, hear your I, name. I need to know you're there, but I don't really need to know yeah, you're there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hey, all right. Kudos to uh, employee fifty-one. That whole defense, by the way, this is crazy. I'm, I was looking up Newsome news, and I, I didn't find it, but I saw a couple stats here regarding each offense. The Browns outgained the Bears in terms of yardage, four hundred nine to fifty-one. Oh yeah. oh yeah. The Bears finished the game with one net passing yard. Yes. That's wild. Yeah. So Justin Fields was six. <laughs> Justin Fields was six of twenty for sixty-seven yards, and he lost sixty-six yards on sacks. So he had one net passing yard. Yeah. Now I don't know if we want to turn this into a rag on the Bears and Matt Nagy podcast today, <laughs> but so it's ten to three at halftime, right? Yeah. Bears get the ball to open the second half. Oh yeah. You Your O line cannot block, so wouldn't you? Th- and the game, and even as you got into the late third quarter, it was still thirteen to three. Like the game's not out of reach. Why were the Bears not running the ball? Uh, I have no explanation or, for that. Like, or, I would be absolutely beside myself if I was a Bears fan. Well, and if you, yeah, and if you know, or, or I mean, the run game is one thing, and the other, I mean, why not use some, some, some quick screens? You know what I mean? If, if you're, they didn't de- run if any you're, screens today, if your O line is is already getting, you know, blown up, in t- you should intentionally let them over penetrate, then. Dink a little something over to a back or a tight end. Why Browns, you, Browns did that a lot today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, yeah. I tell you what, uh, Kareem Hunt in the screen game is scary. Mm-hmm. He's so dude. he's electric, especially you know? when you got two and three guys out in front of yeah. him. Yeah, if you if you if you if you get him the ball out out on a screen, he gets 
full uh, and he gets a full head of steam. He's such a bowling ball that it's just it's going to take four guys to get him down, and by that time he's already got twelve. Thir- he's already twelve, thirteen yards down the field. I don't think there's anything a safety or a corner hates more than having to cover a screen and having a. a- 295 pound lineman coming at him. Oh, God. Yeah. (laughs) Absolute nightmare fuel. Well, and you know who else is super scary? If we could stop committing penalties, is is Felton had a great day in the return game. Yeah. At least from what I could. Now, granted, you could say that some of the reason he ran so well was we were committing penalties. So (laughs) I suppose that's a fair critique. But he's I think he's going to be pretty darn electric I don't want to put too many high expectations on him because we have a high standard here for kick return specialists in in Cleveland Um, but man he had uh, he had some he had a nice day of work today I told I told Steve this uh, Felton I don't think is that explosive straight line but man is he shifty yes he's super agile he's not going to beat a lot of guys in a foot race but man is he hard to get down yeah I I I love what he brings to the table. He's he's a unique component. He's like a shifty Duke Johnson. Mhm. Yeah. Um but uh yeah, overall wins a win 26 to 6. Uh we move on to week 4. We're on to Minnesota. We go to Minnesota. Uh are they playing 4 o'clock today, or did they play? They're already? playing at 4 they're, o'clock. They're, they're home against Seattle. Home against Seattle, okay. Oh, man, that bodes well. I've got I've got Russell Wilson. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> so, we'll see. Hopefully, we can go out there and get a road win, uh, be our first road win of the year, and get to 3-1 and one at the uh, – well, technically, technically there are no quarter marks anymore in an NFL season because we're at 17 games. Oh, but no, I hate that still. Yeah. But 3-1 and one at the quarter mark would be nice. Um, mm-hmm. So – what do we think uh, early on, early predictions for next week? Well, I originally called for the Browns to lose this game. I think I'm I'm having second thoughts about that because, well, A, because the Vikings haven't been as good as we thought they were going to be at the start of the year. Now, the Vikings are a team that can be really good or really bad on the day. So who knows? Kind of like the Browns' defense. They could be good or bad on the yeah. day also. So, I mean, this is kind of one of those – maybe should win but wouldn't necessarily surprise me if the browns didn't get it done um i guess i'm feeling a little wishy-washy on this one you might have to ask me later in the week this is one that i remember being early on was like ah this is gonna be a trap game we gotta be we gotta be careful pay attention um of course we could any given week i mean games are crazy we know the nfl is weird but i i have i have turned it around i've pulled a 180 on this this is a game that we absolutely can and should win Seeing what we've seen uh, from this team so far and knowing that at this point the Vikings have been laying some eggs. I mean, if the Bengals could beat the Vikings, for crying out loud. If we don't, I would be sorely disappointed. So I I think that it's very much uh, a winnable and should win game. So it sounds like Ryan is being a lot I'm in. Is more assertive than I am. So I don't know what the spread will be. I don't so. know that makes me feel good or bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I had us winning this game. Uh, nothing's really changed that that mindset. I think we're going to win. Um, I actually think we're going to win it pretty easily. Hmm. I, I, think the, uh, I think the offense is going to have a really good day next week. Um, OBJ with a week under him. It was interesting. As we were talking, I was just scrolling through Twitter, and OVJ was talking about how exhausted he is, saying that he 
100 he hasn't played a game in a year so he doesn't have his legs under him at all so he's absolutely exhausted it's a big difference from being in practice or being in physical training oh, and then actually being on the field 100 yeah I, mm-hmm. intensity just ratchets up yeah plus getting hit and all that and yeah so i i expect him to be better next week um i expect our old line to be much better next week I mean, I'm going to give credit to the to the Bears' uh, front seven. They have a very good front seven. They're yes. they, they're going to cause problems for pretty much anybody. Uh, but I expect the Browns' offensive line to have a better week next week. Um, and I, I hope the defense can build off of what they did uh, this week. Now, obviously, I think Minnesota's offense is a lot better than Chicago's, but um, I think our, our defensive line especially woke up a little bit today. And, uh, you know, they heard the they heard the criticism – not, you know, so much so coming from this exact show last week. <laughs> and it's not criticism. I just, you know, I was basically saying that we know and he knows, and he's the leader of that defensive line, that Miles Garrett is a lot better than what he played last week. And this week he showed and he shut everybody, including myself, up. And I am thankful to do that this week and shower him a praise because the dude was a monster today. Wearing my Jurassic Miles shirt. Wore it to church today. I don't know if that has any correlation, you know, but... Um, I say stick with it. Yeah. Yeah. Just going to keep wearing it to church every week. No, why not? Yeah. Hey, weren't you wearing that last week? Don't no. worry about it. No. <laughs> um, do what I got to do. Yeah, right. Do what I'm doing what I got to do for the team. Uh-huh. I'll wash it before next week. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, yeah, I, uh, I'm definitely glad to see uh, him and the defensive line answer the bell. And... and even more so, Jadevian Clowney. I mean, this guy is much maligned his year last year. He only played half the season, had no sacks. Uh, he had two sacks today. And he's been – he's played – even though in the first two games he didn't have any sacks, he's played really well, I thought, uh, in the first two games as well, especially in the run game. Um, he's constantly in the backfield. Yeah, he's – he's for him, sacks are not going to be like the stat to watch this year. Mm-hmm. Today was a great performance, and he's, yeah. I don't know. He probably won't have another two-sack performance all year. I don't. Who cares, right? Like right. his run game presence has been spectacular, and he's yeah. he can do some things that's going to hopefully continue to open up more opportunity for Miles and Malik uh, McDowell and the whole rest of the crew. Tack McKinley had a day. Tack yeah, McKinley, he had a sack. It, it he got ni- in there. It was nice to see him I thought it was. I thought it was Clowney. I'm like, oh, my God, I did, Clowney. too. And then I saw the number, and I was like, that's not yeah. Clowney. And I realized that was McKinley out yeah. there. So that was cool to Big see tack, after yeah. he had some issues, um, you know, personal problems this offseason. Dude is fast. He's fast. He he got lean. Wow. He, he's gotten himself in into great shape. Oh. So. Our yeah. D line, if they can really continue to, to to gel, their potential is through the roof. We can hold up on the inside, man. And we didn't even have Billings today. No Billings, although he hasn't been great. Yeah, I'm still um, holding out hope that Malik he'll... Jackson's been good. Malik McDowell has been the, the surprise of the season, mm-hmm. the surprise of camp, and then the season. I was glad to see he was he was back in there uh, after he got it, he got uh, banged up a little bit last week. Um, but yeah, defensive line, I think is going to. Obviously, the defensive line and the back four, are the, the the secondary is going to be the strength of the defense, but I think even more so the D-line. Mm-hmm. Um, because if we can get pressure, you, you could tell. Which I mean, it was his first game. He's a rookie, but Justin Fields' clock just sped up the entire – it got faster and faster and faster and faster as the game went on. You could tell he was rushing throws in the second half, yeah, without absolutely. a doubt. In, in some cases, receivers weren't even ready for the ball. Right, and it, it allowed it allowed our linebackers and our DBs to stay glued to their receivers. We didn't have to bet. There was one play on Denzel when he was playing about twelve to 
12 yards off of Allen Robinson, and they got a first down catch off of it, one of the only first downs that Bears got all day. And I lamented that. But other than that, like, we didn't play off of their receivers at all because they knew that that ball was coming out as soon as – if they were throwing – A million that, miles an hour. Yeah, if that if – that, if uh, if they were throwing, that ball was coming out in a second and a half. There was there was no way that they were going to be able to hold up. So our coverage didn't have to worry about getting beat downfield at all. So that's why you saw so many pass breakups and so many times our guys were just going over the top of the receiver to knock the ball away. Yeah. By the way, I did find to find uh, some info. Injured calf for Greg Newsom. He's in a walking boot. He'll be getting an MRI tomorrow. Mm. So the good news is if he's walking on it, I'm hoping that that's not something yeah. like super serious. The you boot's know, probably it, precautionary. Yeah, that's my hope. When you hear calf, my, my immediate fear is Achilles because that's a horrible road to recovery. Yes. Yeah. Um, so hopefully it's just, just strained a calf some kind something. of sh- a strain. I mean, even a calf Which strain even a, yeah, is he's, like one of those – He'll probably miss a couple games if it's a calf strain. Miserable, nagging injuries that just, like, doesn't want to go away. Yeah. But, but as you alluded to, Ryan, just, Achilles just, would be way worse. It just feels like a. It just feels like you're you're cramping in your calf, like, constantly. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see MRI to come tomorrow. Um, yeah, hopefully it's it's a minor. Whatever it is, hopefully it's mild and he'll be back maybe, yeah, a couple weeks. One, two, three games. Maybe he and Jarvis can return around the same time. That'd be well, nice. There you go. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that. Yeah, Browns win twenty six six over the Bears. Go to two and one on the season. And we had some games that had big implications both within the AFC North yeah. and elsewhere today. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to start. Well, okay, Dan just sighed because the I, reason we're sighing. So well, we're not going to we're not going to go there yet. Okay. But we'll start in with good news in Pittsburgh. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> oh. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You can't spring. Uh, yeah, you can't, fr- okay, fine. I'll go somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, you can't spring that on me right let, now. Let's go with who. I'm ba- who I got a bask in it. Come let's, on. Let's go with who Pittsburgh played in week one, and you've been critical of because they just didn't show up that first week. Oh, the F Buffalo this team, Bills. Man. Screw this team. The Buffalo Bills destroyed the football team today, 43-21, to in a game that wasn't even that close. Uh, the Bills just lit it up offensively all day, and even the football team is once vaunted D-line didn't really have much to say about it. So the Bills are two and one. I used to be okay with the Bills. F the Bills. <laughs> the Steelers are horrible, and you lost to them at home. You got it queued up yet? Oh, I got it queued up. No. Okay. Um, uh, down in down in I Nashville, do have, okay. the Tennessee Titans defeated the Colts twenty-five to sixteen. The Titans have recovered after their bad Week One performance against Arizona. They're Touchdown! now two. <laughs> Titans game. <laughs> Titans. Now two and one. Indianapolis is 0 and 3. 0 and 3. And, you know, as you talked about earlier today, Dan, teams do not come back from 0 and 3 very often. This is why I'm pissed at Buffalo. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because Pittsburgh should now be 0 and 3. Why? Because what happened to them today? Well, they played Cincinnati, who is. Where a was team that game? In Pittsburgh. And that's a game that's usually you could just a cinch that Pittsburgh almost good always wins it. Good afternoon and good night, Pittsburgh. But not today. The Bengals go to Pittsburgh. They win twenty-four to ten. Bayou Burrow. Ben Roethlisberger throwing some more picks. Large Ben. It's not <laughs> that, offensively, it's just not working for the Steelers at all right now. <laughs> and they are one and two. 
So I, I had a oh man, gone, gone I wish are the I... days of big Ben because that has such a positive connotation. Oh, Dan earlier before we started recording, he just said good old large Ben, and I don't know why, but that <laughs> that got me going. That just the idea of him just like I'm picturing like Job of the Hut with a jersey on. Like I just oh boy, he is. <laughs> Rough days. Showing a play where he rolled out to the right and he just slipped. As he, he just was trying it, to throw immediately the ball. hits the dirt and <laughs> just duffs it. <laughs> and the funny thing is that was only the second funniest play of the day because in Jacksonville the Jaguars actually wait, held wait. a nineteen to seven lead against a nineteen to seventeen lead against the Cardinals who were two and zero coming into this game. So it was early in the fourth quarter. Hold on, as you do as you do this game, I got it. Hold on, hold on, help me out here. All right, well. Let's skirt away from that for a second. The The toilet bowl game of the day was the Falcons playing at the Giants. Oh, the Falcons yeah. ended up winning on a field goal at the buzzer, 17-14. The best so the part, the best part about this game was <clears throat> the game-winning field goal at the end. They were kicking into the end zone where all the, where all the Giants fans were. And as soon as the Giants fans realized it was going through the upsets and they were going to lose, they all just threw their <laughs> arms up in the air and were just like, 0-3, here we How go. How bad must it be to be a New York football fan right now? Between the Giants and the Jets. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm right there. The Giants stink. The Jets stink. It's all in New York. I mean, hell, the Nets still stink. I, all in New York. <laughs> when I forget about them. But on, on, on that note, happy birthday to a good friend of mine. Shout out, Randy. Hope you're having a good day. Uh, sorry that your team is garbage fire. Um, I still remember I was living up in uh, Merry Christmas. That's the <laughs> happy birthday. Your happy, team's full yeah. of shit. No, it's, no is it, uh, happy birthday, Jesus. Sorry your yeah. party's so lame yeah. in the office. Yes. <laughs> I still remember that draft when we picked Baker, uh, and that was the year they took Saquon. Oh. And I was I was bowling. I was in a bowling league with this good buddy of mine, Randy. And uh, I remember I at the, in the moment I was like, damn, I, we really screwed the pooch on this one. And, uh, again, thank God I was wrong about that. And I remember him being so stoked about uh, uh, the Saquon pick. And it's like, man, you don't, you don't pick – in today's world, you don't pick an, a running back that high at all. Like, Browns were stupid enough to do it in 2012 when mm-hmm. they took Trent Richardson three overall. Well, and the Colts were stupider to trade a first-round pick back for him. That yeah. was the biggest heist in True. modern NFL history as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Even though we didn't do anything with it. Wow. Besides, Ryan, I love True. the fact that you worked in a dig against Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant yeah. <laughs> in, that, in that whole thing. Exactly, yeah. yes. That was great. Forget everything associated with New York sports. Speaking of people who stink, uh, can we talk about Jacksonville yet? <laughs> So up 19 to 17, the Jaguars elected to do a flea flicker. There was a gap pressure up the middle, and the quarterback just rolls back off his throws off his back foot to the sideline. It gets picked off. Pick six for Arizona. They take the lead. They never look back. 31-19. Cardinals are now three and zero, and the Jaguars are zero and three. Live look at Urban Meyer's office. <laughs> You gotta oh. see this play if you haven't seen it. It's uh, yeah, hilarious. I have to look it up later. What a! <laughs> I tell you what, it's not going well in Jacksonville for Urban Meyer. <laughs> I, you don't usually see. I mean, there's every once in a while there's a one and done coach. We could be looking at it right now. The, well, yeah, because he's going to USC as soon as the season's over. <laughs> that's no, that's. I mean, that's. We know by week three where he's going. As oh. soon as that UFC job opened, I'm like, that's where he's going there. Yeah. That, that wouldn't shock me at all. The, from the, all the all the reports are, are are coming at her, how the way he speaks to players, he he's still clearly a college coach. The way he handles business, the way he gets pissed and angry about things, and all this stuff. Like, 
it's it's wild man yeah although i do i i do uh i saw the uh the report that came out to say that uh jags players are already fed up with urban it's like at the same time it's like you guys are like one for the century the last like five years like somebody like somebody needs to come in there and kick your ass right Right. But Pretty Urban's much. probably not the right yeah. guy to do They're it. still, you know what's funny? Remember, so it was last year they beat us week one. Yeah. And they tweeted 1-0 and is a great feeling or something like that. They have not won a game since then. Wait, they didn't beat oh, well, us. Well, they played They played Indianapolis in week one that year. They, they just the won week one. The we Browns beat them lost last year. badly in week one. Or maybe Ravens. I'm thinking of the wrong year. So, um, that's what it, possible. Yeah, okay, We've had issues right, with the right, Jaguars right, right. in the past. I remember a game where we – Turned them over like six we times had, and we still lost. That's probably that might be yeah. the game he's thinking. Maybe of. that's what they. But uh, yeah, that we did have stands. we did have we did have a hard time with them last year. It, yeah. it wasn't until a fourth quarter. Twenty seven twenty five was the final. Yeah, it wasn't until a fourth quarter Nick Chubb touchdown that uh, that salted yeah. that game away. Yeah, they haven't won since week one of last year. Unbelievable. They're on. That's I mean, eighteen they're, they're games on, in a the row they've lost. They're on record to hang with us for a, you know like a two season stretch. I By mean, the way, on the, as as good of a guy as he is. Every team that Joe Schobert goes to sucks because <laughs> he's now on the Steelers. Yeah. And they suck. It's kind of a magic elixir. It's a rough place to be. Yeah, good on the mor- flip good side, good morning, good afternoon, and good night, Joe Schobert. Yeah, so the folks man. that fought, bought the Cardinals are looking pretty good right now. I, uh, well, no, I didn't buy the Cardinals. I was hand up. Yeah, I was. Wrongity wrong. Yeah. I, I thought Kyler Murray was overrated as all hell. I which, thought, which pisses me off because I can't stand Cliff Kingsbury. I'm not a Kingsbury guy either. Um, but. Shout out yeah, to him. Proofs in the pudding. The three. I mean, he did, I mean, it's still early, but they're I mean, three he did, and zero. He, he did try. He did try to give away the game against Jacksonville with that with the kick and that, you know, uh, uh, what was it, sixty some yard field goal or something at at halftime that got kicked six. Oh, got kicked sixth. Yeah. Speaking of crazy, you don't field have goal Justin players. Tucker. Yeah. Speaking of this, so uh, anyway, we have to talk about this. The this Lions could have been, been another basically. The uh, Lions were. Pulling uh, very close to pulling off a big upset today, they were ahead by the rate of the Ravens by one point. It's gonna be another basic and perfect week. Mm-hmm. The Ravens got sacked on third down thirteen when they had no timeouts left on the final drive, but a player on the Lions was injured on the play, which forced them to take their final timeout and give the Ravens a chance to re, you know, organize themselves before fourth and nineteen. They hit the fourth and nineteen, and then later, after another incompletion. Which they send me, Justin Tucker out for an NFL record 66-yard field goal attempt to win the game, and the guy puts it off the crossbar, high up into the air, and over the bar for told, a 19-17 to 17 win. I told you he was going to make it. That guy does not miss You field. did. That guy does not like, miss field. It's, 66 yards. As soon as you put him out there, it was the more egregious thing was giving up that 4th and 19. That's what I was going to and, say. And giving up that 4th and 19 – by giving up 31 yards. Yeah. You win the game if you just give up 20 yards. Also, I don't know. We didn't talk about this. Apparently, uh, the officials missed a blatant uh, delay of game that would have been called on the Ravens on that incomplete pass right before the field goal opportunity. Oh, Seriously. wow. I didn't know that. The, the The play clock went to zero for about two seconds before they snapped the ball and they didn't call Oh, man, if I'm a Lions the fan. The Detroit Lions have had some truly spectacular losses over the years. And, yeah. I mean, I remember the play where Aaron Rodgers hit the Hail Mary, and that play wouldn't have even happened had it not been for a face mask on the play previous, right. which caused an untimed down. Like, they have – Ryan, f- go ahead. Friend of the show, Rebecca, I'm sorry. 
Oh. Thoughts and prayers, Lions fans. Well, I mean, I love you all. <laughs> for for the longest time, we always talked about how the Browns would invent new ways to lose. I think we've passed that torch to the Lions. Yeah. And I think and I think they've been a card carrying member while they, we were like that. We officially passed the torch to them with that Aaron Rodgers play because that was a four days at, no three days after the Browns lost to the Ravens on a block field goal on oh. Monday Night Football. I was there. That happened in the same week. Uh, but anyway, so the Ravens are now two and one. The Steelers are one and two. The Bengals are two and one. So, that's, so that's where the AFC North stands right now. The Steelers are in the basement, which mm-hmm. you know that's cool. Which they can stay there for all I care. Yeah. Anyway, finishing out the one o'clock games today, the Saints went to New England. They defeated the Patriots twenty-eight to thirteen. Boy, so, that, you know that Saints team because of who their quarterback is, they're going to be Jekyll and Hyde all year. Yep. I mean, they're going to look spectacular, and then they're going to have weeks where they just look like they don't even belong in the league, like they did last week. I'm starting to wonder if that might be Carolina being better than we think. Yeah, could be. Yeah, you know, Carolina's three. We didn't mention it, but Carolina's three and zero. They won on Thursday night against Houston. Yeah, it could be. How did Jameis play today? I assume he played well. If they, I haven't seen his stat line, but uh, Saints probably didn't have to pass the ball much in the second half. They were winning pretty much the whole game. He had two touchdown passes. Uh, only had 128 yards passing, but didn't turn it over. So maybe a game manager type day for him. But it was uh, it was a good day. New uh, England one and two. How about that? And then oh, speaking Love of one and two teams, this one's a big one. The Chargers go to Kansas City, and yeah. so crazy sequence late in this game. Twenty-four all. The fighting Pikachu. The Chargers had fourth down. <laughs> got stopped on fourth down and fourth or thirty. They ended up calling a timeout to ice their own kicker. And then they false started. So, like, this is totally the Chargers being the Chargers. So then instead of kicking the field goal, they like to go for it on fourth and nine. The pass is incomplete, but the Chargers, the Chiefs get flagged for pass interference, which gave them a first down and bailed them out. They ultimately got a touchdown on the drive and won the game 30-24 to over Kansas City. The Chiefs are one and two. How about that? And could you have guys were talking about they wouldn't they lose two be, games all year. They should be 0-3 if it wasn't for us being nimrods. In Honest the to God. Half. That but, is truly uh, wild. All we gotta do is match them the rest of the way now, and we we finish in front of them. Right, you know like we, the official we t- term is cuckoo bananas. <laughs> <laughs> Banana lands. <laughs> Seriously. Um, yeah. So, so we, I mean, we talked, and it was mostly me. I, I talked about on the post game show after our week one loss that we essentially lost home field advantage from the playoffs that that day, and obviously that's not true because the, the Chiefs haven't won a game since. The so. Chargers, the Chargers, they went, Pikachu! <laughs> the fighting Pikachus, man. They, yes, uh, they did. They're going to be a problem, man, I'm telling you. Yeah, that Herbert guy, he's pretty good. He had four touchdowns today and didn't turn it over. He's pretty, pretty, pretty good. Four o'clock games, there's four of them in progress right now. The Seahawks, after giving up a late lead last week against the Titans, they're playing against the 0-2 Vikings, who we play next week. The Seahawks currently leading this game 17-7 to midway through the second quarter. Uh, Ryan, you said before the podcast began that, you know, you have Russell Wilson, let's go. Well, certainly looks that way right now. So Strong. if Minnesota loses, goes to 0-3, and then we go we go there, we beat them to go to 0-4, does Mike Zimmer get fired? Ooh. I feel like he's been on, like, he's been living off of successes that, from a while ago. Because I, 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 like I feel like that team is prime for a teardown rebuild. Yeah. 
Agreed. Um, if they don't turn it around here soon. Kirk Cousins' contract doesn't have too much left on it. It was fully guaranteed, but I think there's yep. what? Is there one more year after this or maybe two? I don't know. He's, his contract is, is probably nearing the end. Um, you know, they got some pieces, parts, but, yeah, they could probably just do a fire sale on, on just about everything. Yeah. Acquire a ton of, you know, picks. Um, have a stinker of a year or two and really, really be able to flip the thing around. So, yeah. I, I could see maybe not a guarantee, you know, fire at 0-4, but certainly the, the the seat is hot. That's for damn sure. Warm, getting hotter. Who's the best team in the NFC North? I don't know. Green Bay. Pass. Probably still, but because these Bay. other teams are all no, terrible. No, it's, it's Green Bay, but if Green Bay was in, like, the that, West, if, if Green Bay was, like, if that team was in the NFC West, they'd be, like, oh, the third, yeah. they'd be like the third-place team out there. Yeah. For sure. Well, we'll uh, see. We'll see because they're playing the Niners this week. Uh, there's so. a silver yeah. lining for is Bears. Is that tonight? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Actually, Niners. If there's a silver lining for Bears fans today, it's the fact that their division's not any good at all. Well, right. If now, they can get even halfway decent quarterback play out of they could whoever. End up like the football team. They could end up. They could end up winning the division. Like sneaking in as a wild card. Yeah. But very true. Anyway, uh, continuing in the four o'clock window, the Broncos are at home against the Jets. They're currently up ten nothing. I would be very surprised that the Broncos. Did. In fact, the Broncos are driving again too. So, Damn it. the took the Jets plus ten and a half. Um, well, actually, I did too. So did you? I did. I forget that. So, I no, you did. I think you took the. I think knows, you they, took they the may Broncos. backdoor cover this game. But but I, 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 they will not win straight. I up. After, after the Browns didn't cover uh, minus thirteen, I vowed to to never pick another double digit. Favorite. Double digits are off. In the NFL, I mean, you've got to be plus plus Denver. Denver's good. Denver's not that good. Not good enough to be favored by double digits over anyone. You yeah. wouldn't think. Right. But the Broncos go to three and zero if they win this game, right? Right. It could be one of the one of the worst and we play, teams. We play them in a couple weeks on Thursday Night Football. Not worried about it. Hey, that was quick. Douchebag Drew or whoever's quarterbacking. I don't care. It's Teddy B. That nah, doesn't matter. Speaking of teams that will eventually have to play. Me. Forgot Drew Locke got benched. And also haven't <laughs> lost any games yet this season. The Raiders are playing at home against the Dolphins right now. The Dolphins are actually ahead 14-5. to The Raiders have the ball in the Dolphins, too. So the Raiders, the Raiders for me, are the antithesis of the Bills. The Raiders have done me solids two, two weeks to start the season. They're good in my book. They beat the Ravens, and they beat the Steelers. The Bills, go jump in a lake. Yeah, any team that beats the Ravens and the Steelers in the same season – Gold star. Thumbs up. Yep. Especially because I don't take them real serious for if we have a playoff matchup against right. them. So it's like double and we play whammy. them again this year, too. Fine with it. Yeah. Fine play them it. again at home. No. Or do we go to the Death Star? I think No, we play here. Oh, we play here? Damn. It's in December. The Death Star. That'd be a fun yeah. trip to go watch a game. That would be kind of cool. Death Star. We've played them the last two or three times here. you got to figure we'd be ready uh, You know, the next time around. God, it's going to be really out there, so. you would yeah. think. Um. But I do feel a little bit vindicated because last week on this podcast I we suggested played him, we played him there in 2018, Baker's rookie year. I suggested the possibility that the Raiders could actually be the best team in the AFC West. Chiefs lost again today. I yeah, Who but knows? Chargers. See, I, I think they're the third best team. I, I don't think they're as good as the Chargers, and I don't think they're as good as the, the Chiefs. Even and though we the gotta Chiefs go for a, a whole season to play it out, play it out. Well, but, yeah. Uh, and then perhaps the biggest game of the day is actually not one of the night games. It's actually one of the 4 o'clock games going on right now. The L.A. Rams oh, playing at home against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Rams currently up 7 nothing nice. midway through the second quarter. Uh, that's actually kind of impressive. Bucks haven't even scored yet. So. I'm a big Stafford guy. If, if the Browns can't win the Super Bowl this year, I'm, I'm pulling for Stafford. I wouldn't hate that. Yeah. Um, I love Stafford. I think I, I think I predicted Tampa Bay to win this game, yeah. um, but I would be 
perfectly ba- fine getting that one wrong. It's basically a pick them, isn't it? Tampa Bay by one. Yeah. And I think line? it was when – so you guys actually picked earlier than I did because mm-hmm. um, I, I got my picks in like nine minutes before the 1 o'clock window kicked off. But I, I noticed w- that. When I, when I went to go look at the website, um, they some of the lines had moved a little bit, and that was actually literally even at, mm-hmm. at, at, at damn near 1 o'clock. So, pick them. Um, it was pretty much a – which you don't see a lot of that. Um, those are two. Those are those are some really good teams. So that's going to be a fun game to watch. Yep. Speaking of the Raiders, did find the end zone on that drive. It's now fourteen to twelve hmm. between them and Miami. So that that one's going back and forth. Uh, night games. Green Bay going to a place where it seems like they never ever win. San Francisco. Right. Uh, the Niners are two and zero. They could go to three and zero if they win that game. Green Bay, if they win this game, that actually be an impressive win. That would get them to two and one, which would look more imposing than a two and one in say the AFC North. Mm-hmm. And then the Monday night game, one of the great historical rivalries of the NFL, the Philadelphia Eagles going to Dallas to face the Dallas Cowboys. Boom, 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 <laughs> boom, so. boom, boom. Fly, Eagles, fly. On the way to victory. The Cowboys are going to win that game. <laughs> I had Dallas minus the three and a half. Yeah, I yeah. think I think Dallas. Dax, I'm 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 truly shocked at how good he looks this quickly after coming back from the injury. Mm-hmm. And good for him, man. All right, well, that's it, right? That's that, the Monday night game. That, yep, that does it. That'll do it. Yeah, so that'll do it for us. Browns win. We are having a victory Monday tomorrow, or today if you're listening to this on Monday. Uh, so celebrate accordingly. Uh, play your. Uh, um, what is it? Casey and the Sunshine Band celebration. and uh, 24-hour rule. Celebrate that's right. and then get right back 24-hour rule, and we are on to Minnesota. So I uh, appreciate you guys listening. Uh, thanks for checking in. You can follow us at uh, on social media at the LOTL podcast. And uh, for Ryan and Steve, I'm Dan. You've been listening to the LOTL Browns postgame show, and we will see you next week. Let's go Browns. Bye. Bye.